1: Did you write down what you loved to find your purpose?
2: Did I do that? No. When I was a child, I was always playing with my hands, doing stuff with my hands, building things. I was very mechanically inclined, and I kind of knew what I wanted to do. And I remember when I was my ultimate goal, at least back then, was I wanted to buy, fix, and sell single-family homes for a profit i just i could look at stuff and see its potential what it looked like and fixed up like new condition one of my uh friend's dads who lived down at the other end of the block he bought the old lady one that passed away that lived across the street from us he bought her house and he spent like i don't know next six months to a year renovating it doing most of the work put on the market sold it and i thought that was like the coolest thing ever plus my grandfather was a carpenter and so when i was uh was 18, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Go to college. We're looking through the different majors that there were, and so I could go to Florida State and major in real estate, or I could go to UF and major in building construction, which was an engineering degree, construction management basically. And I thought, well, it'd be smart to learn how to build because my grandfather was a builder. I was always building things. It was just, it was natural for me. And I eventually went to UF, got accepted, and then I ended up going to FIU instead, graduated from there. So in my case, I knew what I wanted. And, but also, when it came to, when I was like 30, 34, 35, I was in Tony World, I was a platinum partner of Tony Robbins. I kind of got to a place in life where I just didn't have the same internal enthusiasm for what I wanted to do. And then I remember thinking to myself a question. I don't remember where I learned it from, but it's, it kind of goes along the lines of, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? And for me, at the time, I was thinking, well, if I had to start all over, would I want to build a, a real estate and mortgage company in the, the market that had changed at the time, different business model everything, or would I want to go and do something completely different? And like the first thing that popped in my head is what I'm doing now, being a life coach. And cause I was involved in all that stuff with, with Tony and I'd already been doing that. I was involved mentoring at risk kids in the late nineties when I was in my late twenties. And I just loved helping people. And I had taught all the self-help skills that I knew to my, um, to my employees and it had helped me tremendously. And I had, Guys and girls, they were like right out of college and they had their deal blow up. And they're thinking, man, I got to pay my rent next week. And I was counting on that commission. And so you got to be able to help people manage their emotions and manage their state. And so I was already doing that. And the stuff that I had learned in dating relationships, I had people that worked for me that were coming to me, asking me for advice. I had couples that worked for me. They were kind of not getting along. And I worked with them and helped them. And so when I asked this question, if I had to start all over, would I want to do what I'm doing now or would I want to do something else? And coaching, mentoring, just, it just popped in my mind. I had this image of, it was one of Tony's trainers and he, um, he helped, he was one of the guys that designed one of the very famous online trading platforms, which I'm not going to say which one it was, but he was very successful. And so I remember him sitting at a, you know, like a high top kind of table with his laptop and two or three people were standing around and he was showing them his trading software. And it's like, so when I asked myself that question, it's that popped in my mind and so for me the question was because I had been studying self-help since I was a kid basically was what I want to do and how can I take the things I've learned and help other people who because the, the big problem when people are trying to figure out their purpose in life is the story that they tell themselves about why they can't do it I'm not smart enough I gotta lose weight first I gotta get my tennis elbow fixed I gotta sell my jet's keys I got to resolve this situation in business or I got to lose 50 pounds. I got to sell my house. There's there's always some excuse that gets in the way for most people. And people, the reason why people don't do the things they want to do in life is a story that they tell themselves. And so I had studied this stuff and learned it from such a young age that it was never really an, an impediment to me. But when you're dealing with people that are older and they've never really followed their heart or their passion or their curiosity in life, they've got all these rules and stories that they built up around it. And so what they really deep down desire, their goals are in conflict with their beliefs. So if you've got to move in this direction and you've got all these beliefs that tell you you can't, you won't even look in that direction. And so it's like really just over the years discovering the stuff that I've done with with the girls like Caroline last year and Jocelyn and Chunky and and Gracie and everybody I've I've done that with and filmed it. It's like that was a process I developed over the years to help by asking high quality questions, pull it out of people that I was working with. And so I perfected it to the point where I'm able to help people get past their limiting beliefs and their limitations, the way they look at the world and help them figure out what their real purpose and true purpose and calling is and you know i wrote about this in my second book mastering yourself extensively because i thought when i was 17 18 years old that once i got into real estate and i was buying fixing, and selling i'd be doing that my whole life it never dawned on me that i might get into my mid-30s and go i want to do something else and that whole process that i had gone through i mean it's like When you're 34, 35 years old and you've basically been on the same path for, at that point, 15, 16 years, it's like nuking your life. It's like hitting the reset button in a video game and you start back at square one. And success is not always the greatest teacher because all the things that made me successful in real estate when I tried to apply it to this business, it didn't work. So what took so long for me to figure out my business model was to unlearn what I had learned in my previous life, if you will. And once all that was kind of stripped away, I was able to, to look at things completely differently and eventually figured out my the business model that I'm doing now. And so it really comes to asking high-quality questions. And so we've got the videos that I've done with the girls and, and Chunky on that process so you can see them as I, I take them through it. And you know, for the people that do phone sessions with me, The hard thing for them is, again, they they don't even realize their self-talk or these beliefs that they have run around in their head. And so when I'm talking to them, it comes out, and I can point these things out to them and help them get past that so they can really get to the bottom line of the things that they truly love and they truly enjoy. Because when you commit yourself to things you love and enjoy in life, you'll work way harder at it than something you just like or something you think you're going to make a lot of money at. Because a lot of people go into things or they get involved in businesses or MLMs because of all the money and the nice things they think they're going to get, but they're not really stoked about the product or service they're in. And so as soon as things get hard or they encounter some challenges, they just quit and they give up and they do something that's mediocre and, because most of us are surrounded by people that have settled in life. And so when you go to your friends and your family who aren't doing what they really want to do, they're going to give you their model of what works for them, which in essence is having settled. That's why it's so hard for you know, some people. And I do a lot of phone sessions with guys and girls sometimes that that have that issue.
0: I think it also has to do with time as well because you can't just know what it is that you want or find your purpose overnight. That's why I had mentioned to you one time, like we did the whole uh, loves thing and I would like to do it again because like a lot has changed in a span of almost a year and like more than a year. So it all takes time and it all takes like, it just, it just depends on what path in life you take. and It's
2: like peeling the, the, you know. the layers of an onion. It's like, you know, you guys made your lists over a year ago, and now we've been working together for a year, and you've been hearing me bloviate about these topics over and over, and then it's like you have your perception of what you love, and then when you go and immerse yourself in it, some things you're like, Yeah, I'm really not that crazy about this. And there'll be other things that you never had any interest in at all, but you're like, wow, there's an opportunity over there. That's really cool. And that's what happens. It's like I started out as an engineer in the construction industry, and I'm for the most part, other than when I'm renovating homes or properties that I have, it's I don't ever use those skills for the most part anymore. I'm in a completely different industry. I never expected to be doing this. If if I'd have been able to, to go in a time machine, you know, back when I was in high school to to where I am now, it's like it wouldn't even been on my radar. I didn't even know it existed as something that you could possibly do. But it's like you have to immerse yourself in the things you love and enjoy. But the having that list gives you a roadmap and a direction to focus your energies on and go and explore, explore those things and see how, how much you like it, how much you really love it. And then the things that you, you, know, you get burned out on, you don't want to do anymore. Then, like I said, there are other things as you experience life come into your view and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like when I was in real estate, you know, I wanted to buy, fix, and sell properties. I never expected to be, become a regular realtor or a mortgage broker or, you know, a lot of the stuff that I did, but as being in the business, I saw other opportunities to make money. And since I was already in it, you know, those those other avenues of business blossomed.
0: Yeah, you would have not figured it out if it wasn't it's for like... It's a process. Yeah, you would have not figured it out if it wasn't for the path of life you took, if that makes any sense. Um... I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with starting over either because we shouldn't have to stick with one thing for the rest of our lives just because we got a degree in it or just because, like, you know, we have to have, like, this dream job. I just think you have to find your purpose. And from there on, like, if there's changes in life, you know, as long as you have your purpose, there's other ways that you could serve your purpose, Mm -hmm. not just, you know, tie yourself down to a certain dream job.
1: We're constantly changing every day. Yeah. So, I mean, your ideas... um. You know, you could be doing, want to do something one day and then you do something totally ne- different the next day. Mm. So it's just, you know, it happens.
3: Your ideas, your motivation, it can all change. Depending
1: a lot, on A lot school. of times people are afraid at the, like, they want to do something like me. For, for instance, I got a full scholarship to go to school to do sonography mm-hmm. and for a full ride. Mm-hmm. Um, all five years and I was too afraid so I didn't go Mm -hmm. so I mean I guess that wasn't my purpose to do you know
2: sometimes your purpose finds you like you we just we met because I used to go in a place that Jade worked and she's very talkative very outgoing always bubbly always in a good mood always cracking jokes always making fun of herself or other people and she's just very easy going easy to get along with and yeah, I remember asking her like the first couple times that she came on. She kind of like one time she chickened out, and then she finally came, and then she chickened out again. Yeah. And I remember talking to her her boyfriend. That's me Pete. being
1: afraid. Pete, yeah,
2: <laughs> Pete about that, and he was like, "Yeah, she's great at it. Like, you know, keep telling her to do it." And then, yeah, she got in touch and she quit where she was working and reached out to me. I was like, "I could use. Why don't you come work with me?" Yeah. And she's like, "Okay," and here she is.
1: So. Left a job I was working for, been doing for 17 years to do something I didn't know anything about. <laughs> so, things change. And that's, change is very good. It can be very good. It can be scary, but... Yeah. It's probably really good if it's scary, because that means you're... You're growing.
2: You're growing. Your comfort zone is where yeah. you're most you gotta, uncomfortable.
1: You gotta break that comfort zone.
0: I'm also very nostalgic, so just, you know, you can you know, reminisce about, you know, your past and, you know, be like, oh, those were the good times. But hey, those good times led to now. Mm-hmm. So
3: I had a similar situation to Jade. You guys would might might be really surprised, but I was really good at writing. Like um, I could write like stories. Like, I could like write a whole movie scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the eighth grade, I actually, um, I didn't um, sign up for this or anything, but I guess the teacher noticed how good I was at writing whenever I would do essays, you know, assignments like that. And she actually um, reached out to a high school that's like a really like popular writing high school in New York. And when I was graduating eighth grade, she let me know. And she's like, look, you got accepted to this full ride, like high school, which is for writing. And I was just like, what me and she's like you're an amazing writer and I was like really and she's like yeah but I never went <laughs> because I it wasn't my passion you know it wasn't it yeah. wasn't something that I genuinely like to do but I was good at it but just because you're good at it doesn't mean that's what you have to do yeah I should have went though
1: yeah <laughs> just gave it a try But you can always come way. back home
2: yeah fear has robbed more people of their dreams exactly. than anything else Yep. Fear of success, fear of failure, fear that you won't be loved and accepted by your friends, your family, your peer group. So they convince themselves to do nothing.
1: They're afraid afraid of failing.
2: Well, they're used to not doing what they love. They're, they've convinced themselves they're not capable of it. So they don't even try.